0: Para servicio en español, oprima el 2. Para un conejo muy grande y guapo y blanco, con cajones muy grandes, oprima el 3. Para una conejita muy pequeña y marrón, con unas orejas muy, muy guapas, pues oprima el 5 o ven aquí para ver las conejas super grandes y guapas que tenemos aquí en el guapo de tres. Good morning from Craftsbury, Vermont. This is the Painting Pictures Podcast. I'm Gabriel Roberts, and I'll be your host. Thanks for tuning in, <clears throat> pressing play. Maybe even you maybe even downloaded this entire podcast. Committed space, precious space on your uh, mobile phone or hard drive probably your phone let's be real does anybody download podcasts to their computer anymore if you do uh, i think you're probably pretty cool i think you're probably a pretty cool person Mm, you probably like maybe you're like a computer programmer maybe you have a pc that you built with your own two hands i can build a computer with my own Two hands I can plug in the fans. That's um that's a Ben Harper song, I think. I remember Ben Harper. I used to like Ben Harper. I used to think he was really cool. Um I could probably go back and listen to a bunch of his music and enjoy it, but um I don't know. I, then I, I'm just I'm kind of not not into him anymore. <laughs> just kinda of decided I don't like him anymore. But man, yeah, I liked Ben Harper. How about you? Did you like Ben Harper, Mister or Mrs. Computer Builder? You probably did. You're probably listening to Ben Harper right now. <laughs> Background music for the podcast. Well, folks, it's been uh, it's been a year, and we've had one podcast in between. We've had one podcast in the year 2019, 2019. Uh, uh, that one time in April, there was a little podcast and every other week besides that, you've gotten nothing from me, nothing. <laughs> um, you guys are either super, super duper considerate, uh, or you just don't give a fuck because I haven't gotten any angry emails, no, no outraged emails from podcast listeners clamoring and demanding, uh, a new podcast. So I really appreciate your patience. Uh, and I also appreciate you not caring because I, I find that's important. I, um, that's one of the things I uh, am coming to really appreciate about Vermont is how little people seem to care about what other people are doing. It's great. It's liberating. I, um, I had to pull over on the side of the road the other day coming back from Hardwick, our neighboring town, with some building supplies on the roof of my car, uh, some rigid foam insulation. I know those of you in California, you're not familiar with uh, the concept of insulation, but it's pretty big out here in Vermont. There's a, it's real popular. A lot of people are really like it. And some of it's made out of, most of it's made out of, well, some of it's made out of plastic foam. Foam. It's all about the foam, rigid foam, <clears throat> spray foam. Those are the, those are, those are big deals out here. Big, big deals. Um, anyway, I had a couple big sheets of rigid foam on my roof, on the roof rack, uh, and I just made a miscalculation. It's always a little bit of a game you play when you put the load on there and you basically want to find the least amount of strapping down and effort possible because i'm self-conscious about the fact that i drive a station wagon and i go to the lumberyard to pick up materials and i'm sometimes like sitting there in the bay like running back and forth in circles around my car, lifting ratchet straps up over the top of the load and twirling them around and tying them and cinching them and just doing all these little maneuvers, stepping, stand, getting standing up on the tire or on the door just to try to reach up and hook things And um, instead of just breaking down and getting a pickup truck and throwing things in the back. But even then, doesn't solve the 4 by 8 sheet of rigid foam, not an easy thing to transport. And I miscalculated. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think about how the sheet that was on the bottom where it extended past the front of my roof rack might catch a little wind and snap off. So about 5 minutes out of town I heard this bang from the roof and oh, it's always the worst fear, you know, something flying off your car and plowing through somebody's windshield and killing them. I mean talk about a bad day, you know. Fortunately, nothing flew off and I pulled over to the side of the road and I I pulled into the the, the closest the first pull-off I encountered was the driveway of a residence on uh, Route 14. And by residence, I sh- could specify and say a mobile home that is no longer mobile. Um and I proceeded to redo my entire load. I I took everything off. I knew that I was going to, well, I wasn't sure how I was going to uh, cut these sheets of rigid foam. I needed basically a sheet and a quarter to do what I was going to do. So I I got two sheets, because they don't sell it by the quarter sheet. And I was planning to cut them vertically. But once one of them got, snapped off in the front, I decided that I would probably be cutting them or placing them horizontally instead. So I knew that I could cut them at like 55 inches. Um, And and so I just started doing that. And I, I I was out there like unloading my car and the resident of the home opens the door and she's got a dog that barks at me a little bit. She's got it on the leash. Bless her. I mean, really, like that's like super considerate uh and like she could have just opened her door and the dog could have just come up and bit my hand off, you know, and just, she would have been totally within her rights cuz I was on her property. Um but there was no like I didn't have to explain myself. It was pretty clear what was going on, you know. I wasn't there to like s- just start working on her house or something. I think she pretty much immediately figured that what had happened. <laughs> and so she just She smiled at me and turned around and went back inside to do whatever, watch TV probably. And I was there in her driveway for like 20 minutes, solid 20 minutes, wind blowing, rigid foam cutting. I was measuring it, put the straight edge up, cut it and uh, finagling things in and out, trying to basically fit everything inside the car, which I eventually achieved. At one point, had to sprint across the road and pee because I just had to pee so freaking bad. I know we've discussed this at length on this podcast, but um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I had been holding my pee for too long, but it was uncontrollable. I basically started peeing my pants as I uh, like hobbled across the road and then... Um, just you know dug my weenie out of my the front of my insulated coveralls and peed there and again I I just like whatever nobody cares (laughs) nobody cares people driving by whatever guy peeing on the side of the road it's just like oh I love it it's uh it's refreshing so you can just calm down and and do what you need to do Um, and then she went to the store she asked me if I needed anything no, she didn't she didn't say a word to me, but um uh yeah, just minding your <laughs> minding your own business. It's pretty great. So what has transpired in a year? Uh a year in this house. My wife and I have this big awesome 1860s house here in Craftsbury. And we've done a lot of projects. we put in some new windows. We've got some new natural light coming into the house. Um, what else have we done? All sorts of stuff. Honestly, it has felt like a lifetime. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. We've acquired a lot of furniture. Not a lot of furniture, but some cool furniture. Um, I have a whole room in the front that is called Gabe's Studio, which is amazing. And I only have to sort of, uh, pay homage to my art practice by having a few paintings hanging up and a few paintbrushes in a can, and I basically get this entire space, uh, to myself. It's also our, our closet room, but, um, that's how great my wife is. She, like, she, uh, wants me to have a studio, and even if I don't paint at all, um, um, She's like, yeah, that's Gabe's studio. (laughs) It's a really nice concept. I'll get there. I'll get there. Winter's coming. Um, I mean, let's be real. Winter's here. There's snow on the ground out here. But uh, theoretically, I'm going to have time to paint. Right? Yeah. Tell me that. It's like, Gabe, you're going to have time to paint. I've been I've been obsessed with carpentry because <laughs> I now work for myself again for the second time. The first time I tried to do that didn't work out because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um the 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 dangerous thing about that was not um how little I knew how to do. Because I knew how to do some things. The dangerous thing was how little I knew about how much I didn't know the dangerous thing is yes that's right uh I didn't know how much I didn't know (laughs) so um I just there was this huge huge blank spot where I I legitimately I did not know about all this shit that I didn't know how to do and shouldn't be trying to do so it was it was uh it was a little dicey. Fortunately, got out of the situation um without getting sued, without like burning any bridges in the community. Went and worked for a construction company, learned how to do things, and now am again working for myself. And so um, you know, there's always something to do, but I kind of love it. Like I have like my, my little invoices and my little filing cabinet and, um, people call me and I go out and I tell them, yeah, I can do this, yada, yada, yada. And it's been awesome. It's been awesome. I can basically set my own schedule. Here I am on a Tuesday morning. There's stuff to do but nobody's like haranguing me to get out there. I've always thought of myself as a morning person and I still am. Like I still don't sleep in past, you know, seven or eight usually on the weekends or whatever. But um, I'm having some nice, easy mornings. (laughs) Some nice, easy mornings. I'm getting into this habit of keeping, trying to keep Mondays kind of like open. So I can get up and I usually get up after my wife gets up cuz she now uh is driving to work, uh doing a bit of a commute. So I'll see her off <laughs> and then <coughs> and then uh pad back into the kitchen and fix myself a cup of coffee. Uh usually pull up some NFL highlights on the computer. Have my coffee and toast, watch some football highlights, and maybe fix myself some oatmeal um I mean, you get the picture right it's it's uh it's good it's real good and and uh I know that it's temporary. you know I know that it's fleeting I'm enjoying it now because uh pretty soon hopefully there will be uh you know little children to be taken care of. And there's going to be no, there will be no quiet mornings where Gabe gets to just walk around and drink lots of coffee. And I mean that, that, you know, when I'm 65, I'll get that again or whatever after the kids are grown. I don't know. I still don't, I still don't believe that I like, that I have a house, that I have a job, that I have a mortgage. I, I still don't really believe it. I don't really believe that. I'll have children that'll like go to high school and have homework and like I I just the whole thing, the whole thing. I still I don't I still don't quite believe that this reality is still chugging along and that I'm sort of becoming a um stable and like reliable member of society. I still uh, excuse me. Still f- just feel like somehow things are going to break open and everything is I, I don't know. I 30 years from now, really? We're really still are we really still going to have freaking bank accounts and auto loans and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that gets it weirds me out when cuz uh, you know, when I talk about like having kids to imagine then filling this role of 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 dad and like that i don't know i <laughs> woo we'll see you know what i mean we'll see but yeah i'm savoring these i'm savoring these mornings um and uh that's that you know that's it so it's like it's life here we're raising rabbits we've got rabbits out there that keep reproducing and so go out and feed the bunnies in the morning and then we eat bunnies Um, we, we get, we get local, um, we have friend, a friend that's a farmer that we get milk from, raw, raw milk and, uh, pork and, uh, I don't know what, what's, what's significant about that. I'm just trying to just broadly, broad, broad strokes, paint a picture of life out here. Um, really good year for apples, been eating lots of apples, guys, apple trees were just exploding with apples this year A lot of wasted apples A lot of wasted apples It's pretty sad Not on archery though We picked them all We picked them all and threw them over the fence <laughs> How's my health you ask Well um, pretty good Health is pretty good um, I have like a, I have a little bit of lower back Issues still going on A little tweak something going on down there like if I'm leaning in to try to pet the bunnies first thing in the morning kinda awkwardly and I haven't I'm not warm yet, I might get like a little spasm across the lower back. So that that still needs addressing. But overall, health is pretty good. Um I made sauerkraut yesterday morning. I've been thinking about my gut a lot. I, I burp a bit. I fart a bit. Um so thinking about that digestion and um starting basically starting to worry a little bit about what i'm turning into i'm not i haven't developed any sort of overweightness. um my posture is still relatively good but i'm worried that i might develop like body odor and halitosis like have you ever just you get up close to someone and they just have that like Oh, it's kind of stinky breath, and it's not like something they just ate. It's this baseline condition. Yes, you know it. It's halitosis, and it's it's disgusting. <laughs> and I know that it. I know. I think I know that it's related to like drinking a lot of coffee and eating a lot of carbs, like bread and sugar. And those are definitely kind of my weak spots. So. Uh, I, I asked my wife the other day and she told me, she assured me that, that I do not have that and that she will tell me if I do. And you guys too, cause I'm breathing in your face all the time. F- tell me because I don't I, like, I will accept, uh, sort of generally slowing down, I guess I will accept, um, will I accept? I don't know I don't really I don't I actually I don't I don't want to accept anything about getting older but especially not having just gross kind of breath and not knowing it like I just feel like everyone that has it they don't know it and nobody tells them and um yeah that can't be me that can't be me guys can't be me I can't go there um but other than that, I'm I'm holding up okay. Also, I guess a little bit worried about just like getting generally sore, like my knees being sore. People, especially g- guys that are, are carpenters or whatever, are like, oh yeah, now my knee, my knees are shot. Thirty, it's like what? Your knees are shot? Like that sounds horrible, and they say it so nonchalantly, like, oh yeah, <clears throat> um, you know, I've been in the business thirty years, and then now my knees are shot, my body's broken down, it's like fuck man that's horrible that's awful i'm sorry <laughs> and now they they just sort of hobble around and like hopefully have people working for them and then they just drive a truck around and drink coffee and have coffee breath and hobble out of their car to or their big diesel truck to now nah, i so that's a little bit that's a little bit concerning cuz i am doing um you know hard work and getting up and down on my knees and my knees do get kind of sore. So, uh, that's, that's where I'm at on that guys. Still, still going strong, still playing some basketball, but, uh, definitely, you know, wanting to find a way to not, um, not be a broken down, stinky old man. (laughs) Am I right? Let's, let's avoid that. Uh, do you ever feel like Your life would be so much easier if you could just throw away dead batteries and light bulbs. Like, how many little piles of questionable batteries do you have around your house or boxes of dead light bulbs? And sure, all you have to do is take them to your nearest recycling center. And sure, in my case, that's only 200 yards away. But what, what Saturday morning are you going to remember, oh, to go into the basement and grab the box full of dead batteries and take that over? That's never going to happen. So instead, you're just going to go through life accumulating various stupid little piles of dead batteries and bulbs because you can't just throw them in the garbage can. Well, you can, and a lot of people do, I'm sure. Am I right? I mean, really, I'm sure uh, a lot of people do. Those trash cans are awfully receptive. They don't know. (laughs) They don't reject dead batteries and say, oh, no, got to take this to the recycling. No, they're a big fucking plastic bag that's headed for a landfill. What do they care but, of course, I try to be a good citizen, and I do half of the job of not throwing it in the garbage can. And then the other half is just these sh- things accumulating and then uh, not knowing what batteries are good or not. that That's like how many years and how many you know, generations have been dealing with that issue. Lots. Nobody's solved it. Uh, if you have any ideas, let me know. The email address for the podcast is Gabe Roberts. Art at gmail.com. That's right, because I'm an artist. I, I am an artist. Mm. Um, how about on-off switches that say on and off in the space behind the switch? So you push the switch, and then it says off. And then you push it the other way, and it says off on, like the, the space that you expose by moving the switch has the letters on and off engraved on it. What does that mean? I I think it means that you when it says off, it's off. That makes sense. But then on the other hand, you look at it and you're like, oh, there is off and here is a switch that I can push to off. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It just seems like there there's got to be a, a less confusing way uh to do that like there shouldn't be multiple interpretations of of that like multiple ways to read it there should just be a i don't i mean that's like that's the whole point right is to have something that is like i know by looking at this if this is on or off and i think it's i think it's the first one where if it says it's, if you see the word off, it means it's off. But you know, I could definitely see it the other way. <laughs> so, I think that's flawed. Um, I had uh, I had a good moment at work yesterday. I um, diagnosed something where normally see, now I'm I'm working by myself mostly means I don't have somebody more experienced or just somebody else I'm working with to problem solve for me. I was trying to install a door latch and the door was too big for the latch. And I stuck the handle part through the latch part. Well, I, The latch part has two little holes in the the center, and one of them is the correct hole. And I knew that, but because the door was too big, the handle wouldn't fit through the correct hole. It couldn't reach, so I was like, "Well, maybe I can just stick it through this back hole," knowing that I couldn't. But whatever, doing it, sticking it through there, and then and twisting, and I just completely fucked up the whole latch mechanism. I just I didn't break or snap, but it wouldn't. The little latch was depressed and then wouldn't wouldn't pop back out. So I was like, great, it's, it's four o'clock. I didn't even want to be working there that late. It's getting dark outside and I've just completely gummed up this thing by doing a boneheaded move of, of, of like, oh, maybe I can stick it through the other hole. Right. Like they make alternate holes. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. Trial and error. Now I know. No, you can't. It has to go through the front hole. Um, But normally in that case, if I've been working with my brother or like a more experienced carpenter, I, I would have. Taken it to them and been like, um, I broke this or it's not working. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> but there was nobody there to to do that to. There was, I could have called, screamed help at the top of my lungs and nobody would have come. And so realizing that, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to figure this out. So I like, I tapped on it a bit. <laughs> That's usually my first approach. Take the hammer and just (laughs) kind of tap it. Give it a few taps. I rubbed it. I licked it. Smelled it. Stuck it up my pant leg. All that. Couldn't figure it out. Uh, Was not cursing, but was considering my options. I could get in the car and drive down to the hardware store as dusk was falling. And I could return the, the $25 lock set and just claim that it didn't work that it was broken and i knowing that the the staff there is so incompetent that they would um they'd be like oh i guess it is broken but i didn't want to do that i didn't want to get in the car and drive as it was getting dark and then drive back up like that's just miserable the other thing i could have done is just given up for the day and packed up and gone home and then whoever would come in the next day i mean, like oh he got the door hung and he didn't get the latch on big deal But I was so close, I was so close to just getting it done. And I really, I really am trying to do that uh, with work. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to hit on my clients as much as possible. I'm trying to like make subtle sexual advances. um, And I'm trying to get things, trying to get things done. Those are my signature services. Oh, and I clean up really well. So clean up really well, make sort of awkward sexual advances and uh take care finish thing like if you're there you're already there just finish it do that last thing don't leave it undone so then you have to come back just finish it so i sat down on a little i believe it was a um <laughs> i think that's what this was i mean i don't know for sure <sighs> But I think it was like an antique ceramic throwing wheel. I don't know. There's This is Vermont. People I see there's all kinds of old shit here that kicks around from barn to barn. And then somebody finds it and they're like, whoa, <laughs> look at this thing. It's an old, whatchamacallit. Wow, it's in perfect condition. It's so cool. When you think this is from God? I, I'm sure we could find something to do with that. Let's. Uh, Bring it, put it in the tractor, and bring it over to the wood shop. Uh, that's kind of how it goes. So this was one of those things. I think it was a ceramic wheel. It was a kick wheel with a you sit on a bench, Either that or it was some kind of woodworking like lathe thing, but it's something with a big wheel that you kick um he kick he kick on my wheel, kick the wheel, baby, kick it, <laughs> give it kick wheel. Slap ass! <laughs> oh uh, that was a Keen Peel reference about a, a baseball player who just loved to slap ass. Um that could that could be me one day. Anyway, I sat down and I like I I focused myself. I sat down where the lighting was good with this little piece of machinery in my hand and I was like all right I'm just gonna look at this thing and figure it out and I did I just looked at it very carefully looked at all sides of it pushed it squeezed it and basically by figuring out the law of symmetry thinking okay if it looks like this over here it should look like this over here and it doesn't figured out that this one little piece had gotten squished and squished behind another little piece it was on the wrong side It was on the wrong side huh And, uh, and I've pushed, I managed to push it over to the right side and the thing worked. And that guys, I gotta tell you, that is like, that's, that's the tops for me. Figuring something out that like, cause I don't, I don't consider myself a mechanically minded or like especially clever kind of fix it guy. I'm not the guy that's going to be like just tinkering and like, Oh, I got the lawnmower running honey. Like that's not, I don't. I'll follow instructions and I'll do good work. But, like, if something's broken, some complex mechanical something or other, I'm going to probably take it back and get a new one or get somebody to come repair it. I don't really fancy myself as a fix it guy. Um, but there I was alone in this uh, building sitting on this old piece of history. It was a piece of history. This beautiful hand turned wooden ceramic slap ass (laughs) kick wheel or whatever um and i figured i figured it out (laughs) i'm just gonna say slap ass instead of um instead of ceramic throwing wheel powdery wheel from now on see how many times that comes up maybe i'll start taking ceramics just so i can say slap ass on this podcast uh and i figured it out so that was a triumph That was a triumph, guys. And I didn't swear. I didn't break anything. And I also didn't freak out that much. Like, oh, I broke the lock set, whatever. I wouldn't. Like, I don't care anymore. When I, Yeah, I just don't care. (laughs) Because what I'm learning as I'm doing carpentry work is I'm really – as much as people like to sometimes think that they're doing you a favor by hiring you, like, oh, I've got some work for you, son – It's like, no, you are doing them a favor. I'm doing them a favor. Like, let's be real. Who the fuck else are you going to get to come do this right now? And you know what? If there is somebody else, by all means, bring them along. Because uh, there's a 100 people out there that need shit done. And there's like three or four people going around actually taking care of it. So (laughs) don't. Let's not pretend that you're doing me some great favor by providing employment. Sure. It's great that you're thought of me and that you are going to write me that check. But um, anyway, it's a good attitude to take with carpentry because I used to be like on the other end like grovelling, oh, I'll do anything. Oh. Anything you want? Sure. Oh yeah, I'll get up there. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, stick that up my butt. Sure. Right. Oh, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Not anything like that. I never did like sexual acts for money, but I was basically willing to do anything for like $15 an hour. Um, I just didn't know. But now things have changed and I'm kind of on the other end where I'm like, I try to avoid anything that has to do with getting up on a roof. I'll try to avoid um, anything I don't really feel like doing. I'll be like very vague about when I can get there to do it. And I'll just hope that if I let a couple weeks go by, they'll get some other friend of theirs to come take care of it. And sometimes that happens. And then you call them and you're like, here I am again calling, ready to go do this thing. And they're like, oh, you know what? And they're all awkward about it. I actually, um, I got somebody else. It was like a friend of mine that I had mentioned it to. Like they actually came out and took care of it. And I'm like, oh, that is just wonderful. And... Then we have a nice interaction. They're play. I called. You know, I didn't. I didn't drop the ball. I was going to come out and do it, but then I didn't have to because I waited long enough. So I'm starting to learn certain tricks of the trade. Um, guys, we're at a half hour already. That is. That's really all I. Uh, that's all I needed to do for now. I think. <laughs> Let's check the notebooks. Um, I think that's all all we needed to cover for now anyway happy thanksgiving happy holidays um hopefully there'll be more of these podcasts as we usually say um to all of you haters out there that didn't think i was gonna make another podcast pff, listen to this baby here it is signed sealed delivered um yeah check it out whatever uh, whatever what else do i need to say Thanks for listening. Thanks for letting me ramble, and uh, it's fun. It is. It's fun. So until next time, my dear friends, go out there and uh, kill a turkey, cook it, stuff it, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um, and if you need a, if you need to, um, if you need to figure out how to deal with talking about politics with your family? Because, you know, it's the holidays and, oh, people with different mindsets get together and that's always kind of awkward. Like, how do you deal with it? Well, NPR has some great content, guys, of how, how to deal with relatives that aren't uh, fucking liberals, <laughs> right? So it's just like, just don't offend them. Like, pretend that you don't think they're stupid, <laughs> and just kind of tolerate them. And like, talk about sports or something. Like, we can all talk about sports and go shopping together. Like, most importantly, just keep buying things. And uh, whatever you do, don't talk about anything. And imp- don't talk about your feelings or how you actually feel. Just like carefully, um, tread around the awkward issues and wait until the holiday is over and you can all just go back to your your lives okay great um thanks everybody for tuning in i think you guys are great uh send me an email for topics you want to discuss you want me to discuss i will talk about anything anything <laughs> i'll talk about slap ass all day just send me an email and say can you just talk about slap ass for twenty five minutes, and then I'll do it. Hopefully, I mean if I feel like it, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean, but yeah, I feel like it. I kind of want to. talk I kind of want to do it right now. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get some hay for my bunnies because they're almost out of hay. These little guys. There's ten baby bunnies out there, guys. Ten baby bunnies. Nine white ones and one brown one, and. Um They go through hay because they pee on it and they poop on it and they eat it so there 's like three ways that they can destroy good hay so i 'm going to go get some hay i 'm going to continue making uh window inserts for our windows um again, people in California you don't understand this, but in the in the winter time here, we close our windows. <laughs> Um, so, and then we also put fucking plastic inserts in them to, to make, to just keep out a tiny shred more of that cold air. Anything we can do. I mean, people do crazy things. Wrap the whole house in plastic, (laughs) it'll get us through the winter. Stuff a rug in the corner, put some sawdust on it, tape, get some tape. Um, Caulk, caulk, caulk it, cock it, get the caulk gun, a few tubes of caulk, stick some, they make foam caulk backers for really big gaps, like if you, there's like an inch, half inch hole in your house, stuff a piece of foam in there, smear some caulk over it, um, anyway, I'm going to make some, uh, some, keep making some window inserts uh gonna work on some just great little projects i really i'm just like uh oh it's just good guys it's good i'm i'm in a i'm in a good place <sighs> and you're a big part of that your mind and your ears and your sweet little ears those little shapes of your ears you know really i mean the shape of an ear it's a beautiful thing i'm i I'm serious about that i think it's beautiful i really do i'm enchanted I wish I could see my own ears more. You know, you kind of turn to the side. It's kind of hard to look at your ear in the mirror. Um, Obviously, I could go on, but I think that's enough. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or things that you would like me to to discuss, please send an email to the podcast at Gabe Roberts, Art, G-A-B-E-R-O-B-E-R-T-S-A-R-T. Or honestly, you know what? I'm just going to give you my real email. <laughs> just Gabe Roberts at gmail.com. I mean, let's dispense with the charade, shall we? I'm not getting over, I'm not getting swamped by fucking fan mail that I need to keep it in a separate email account. That's just for the podcast. No. There's my real email address. The real website is Gabe Robertsart.com. But the email address you can write to Gabe Robertsart at gmail.com or Gabe Roberts at gmail.com and I'll probably get it, and I'll definitely write back to you. Thanks, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, and until next time, SLAP